How's it going, Redskins fans? I'm Steven Johnson. And I'm Chris Washington. And this is Let's Talk Redskins. This is a show about just uh, breaking down Redskins film and talking Redskins uh, with certain topics with the draft coming up and stuff like that. And this is a show that me and my co-host have been working on. And we're really excited to uh, finally go live. And we're going to have a brief introduction of, of ourselves right before we, uh, we go into our, our segment. Hey, Redskins fan, this is Steven Johnson. I'm just going to do a little introduction about myself. Um, I'm 26 years old, originally from Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, currently in the Army. And uh, matter of fact, I actually used to be a Dallas fan. I'm going to tell you all why. It's crazy. I know. I know. Um, but uh, my brothers, for some reason, like the Cowboys. Boo. And um, they brainwashed me. And then my, you know, my co-host, my best friend, Chris, he just, you know, made me realize that I like all Washington teams except the Redskins. And then we took, he took me to a game one time, and I just loved them from here on out. And I just love the Redskins, man. And um, I'm going to be kind of like the GM perspective. That's my role. I'm going to be the GM and kind of the analytics uh, part of the segment and breaking down um, just what the scouts are saying and everything like that and keeping you guys up to date on news. How you doing, Redskins fans? I'm Chris Washington. I'm 26 as well. Um, my background right now is I'm actually in the social work, um, but I do have some football playing experience. I played in college, and I played in a little bit of the professional arena, stuff like that. And my thing, how I became a Redskins fan is uh, I was probably a Redskins fan since birth, honestly, but um my dad grew up liking the Redskins a lot and, you know, went to the games and all that stuff like that. And I've always just had a strong heart for them. And I was able to pass it on to um, uh, the smartest guy I know in sports, Steven. Y'all going to get a good uh, understanding from him. But he, he was able to uh, – I was able to convince him to bring that passion to the good side. And now we're here together as a team just to give you um, the best, honest Redskins opinion as as honest as possible, and um, I'll be more like the head coach, more talking about film. I know it's a couple months from the season, but I'll be the guy to be helping break down coverages. Um, if people are playing high, playing low, um, things aren't going right, breaks in coverages and things like that. So that's, that'll be my role. So our first segment is going to be uh, breaking news. So first up, we're going to talk about the Kevin Hogan trade. Now, what we did is we swapped picks with the Browns, and we actually took a lower pick to get Kevin Hogan. And a little background information on Kevin Hogan is he's actually a D.C. native. He went to a D.C. school. I can't think of the name right now. Gonzaga. And he set records with them. And then he went to Stanford and broke Andrew Luck's winning record. And actually, while he was a rookie coming up to the NFL, that year that he came out, he was one of two rookie quarterbacks to run two 100-yard games in the same season. And he's not even a running quarterback. And so what I think that is a, it, it, why we did this is because Jay Gruden is about to start implementing more uh, – uh, Play action run plays for Alex Smith, and this is a great backup to 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 uh, to learn behind Alex Smith when he actually sat behind Alex Smith his rookie year with the Chiefs. 
And then he went to the Browns, and nobody can do good with the Browns, so you can't really look at that tape. Um, but in my opinion, this is a smarter idea to get him instead of Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy has $3 million on the cap. You cut him. I mean, I love Colt. Got it. Um, he knows the offense, but Kevin Hogan, bro, I feel like when you have a D.C. native, Maryland native, whatever, I feel like they might play harder in my opinion. And he's a young dude. He's cheap. And when you have two of the same quarterbacks, that's going to help our defense a lot, out a lot in, in, in practice because now they're, they're literally facing the same quarterback. So that's just my opinion. What, what do you think about it, Chris? <clears throat> I got a lot of thoughts about it, actually. Um, first thing, I definitely agree with you on the fact that you want people who want to be here. Because the Redskins as a whole, I mean, we done watched them. And we done had this whole situation about Kirk Cousins. Did he want to stay? Did he want to be here? You know, and obviously, end result was that he didn't want to be here, right? So, you know, we were super-duper excited to have Alex Smith. Um, All the interviews have shown that he wants to be here. And I think that's the type of culture that we're trying to bring that they're trying to bring to the Redskins as a whole you got Alex Smith who wants to be here Kevin Hogan wants to be here on defense you got DJ Swearinger wants to be here and you want leaders that want to be here and you made a really good point earlier Alex Smith and Kevin Hogan look quite similar yeah and and not only does that help the defense but it helps the offense right because um you know God forbid Alex Smith goes down they don't have to do a whole bunch of changing of the offense yeah. for when he comes in. And, I mean, if he's breaking, you know, Andrew Luck's record, who had had what they say has the highest draft grade coming out of college ever, breaking his records. I know he was only a fifth rounder. But still, they found... On top ta- of that, he broke the rushing record for a quarterback at Stanford mm-hmm. in history. Steve, man, we could be looking at our next franchise I'm quarterback. You, I like it. I, and like, I, really, I like the pick. And I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about it at all, to be completely honest. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely like this. I like this pickup. And we're, we're not trading down that far, and it's a sixth round. I mean, you might, you might get a, a good, you know, a nice pretty gem. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, think, he's a, I think he's a good pick. So now we're going to talk about um, people that were uh, visited Redskins Park. Uh, Actually, Friday, Junior stopped by and left. Uh, there was really no, um, there's no more information about that. He kind of just came and, and, and went. Um, me personally, I think we should re-sign him. If you look at his per defensive rating that they put out for the Redskins, he was, I think, third on the list. Kenneth Fuller was number one. I forget who was number two, but he was tough. He was up there. And he clearly stated on the Chick Hernandez, the NBC Washington show, that it's not even about the money. He just wanted playing time. playing time. You know what I'm saying? He just wanted snaps. They were giving him like four snaps a game, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like we, we, should, we should have him for at least a year or two. You know, I respect him because I think he feels like he owes this organization something, right? Because, yeah. I mean, we waited on him unofficially for two years. I know he's on the IR. You can't really cut somebody when they're on IR. But... The third year, we didn't have to bring him back, and he almost didn't make the team, but he did. Yeah, um, he had a good second half of the season. I'm sure he was unhappy about the the snaps he was getting, but I think we should he should be being thankful almost because it's like 
you were very hurt. You tore two Achilles. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to come back and be the next Ryan Kerrigan for us, you know? But I, f- I feel like also that that's a kind of a Bruce thing, bro, because he was kind of like the last piece of Scott McLuhan saga. Who? Junior. Junior. Yeah. That was a Scott McLuhan saga, and they're trying to get rid of all Scott McLuhan. I don't know why. But you know what I'm saying, like I think that's what it kind of really was. But I don't know. They said they he did he did not feel wanted when he walked into Redskins Park on Friday. Yeah, not on Friday, but like oh, in general, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, me personally, I think the Redskins front office is actually doing pretty good. Yeah. The only person I really wanted to see was Jonathan Haskins, Hankins. But I mean, like other than that, I think we're 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 spending wisely and we're relying on the drafts, and that's how you build a team through the draft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. But we also had some rookies visit us. Um, we had Arden Key visit us on Monday, as well as um, Ronald Darby. Vis- I mean, Ronald Jones the third from USC visited on Monday, and I'm gonna let Chris kind of. Oh yeah, uh, Darius Guy uh, Geis. <clears throat> showed up. Uh, they they had dinner. Bruce had dinner with him the night before his pro day, and I'm kind of have kind of Chris break down those guys. But in my personal opinion, I think that if we don't get Galette, we need to at least get another outside rusher, um, an edge rusher to part uh, to pair up with Parnell McPhee, which I think is another good pickup in my opinion. I was doing some stuff, some research about him here, and he said that that uh, uh, Doug Williams and 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 um. And somebody else was um, was really really sold him on coming to the Redskins because he was in Atlanta, and he was like, "Nah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna sign with the Redskins." So, but yeah, I'm gonna have him. Uh, I, I like Arden Key. I like. I'm not a big fan of, of Jones, but I'm a big fan of, of Darius Geis. So, <clears throat> real quick before we get into the draft, uh, we'll get my opinion on the Gillette situation too. Um, I believe that. We probably could do without Galette. Um, I'm not a big fan of injury-prone guys, and I know he pretty much had an unfortunate situation tearing two Achilles. That's like a freak accident, but um, I think we've spent time on this. We got Preston Smith that we've been, you know, trying to groom in the draft that we got from the draft. We need to figure out what we're doing with Ryan Anderson. We got Penel McFree that we gave a nice little contract, and we brought him here to contribute. So I'm not totally sure if there is room. Um, and if, you know, that that would be kind of working backwards in regards to the money. I know Steve, the GM guy, kind of feels that we should, but that's just my opinion. I wanted to give my opinion on it. Um, I was able to watch some tape on the guys that visited Arden. Ronald Jones and, and Juice, as they call him, but I think his name is Darius Geis. Um, Arden Key got good length. Guy um, really has got good leverage. He was able to get under and attack the upfield shoulder when he was coming down on those third downs where it's time to just, you know, pull on them horns and go get the quarterback. Um, from the tape, I like what I saw, but I think the GM guy, was Steve told us that he's had some issues. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about his situation. Yeah, well, they didn't really, they didn't, yeah, they didn't really go too into much detail about it. They said he had a lot of money issues and a lot of, uh, um, I guess, the people he was hanging out with really wasn't a good crowd. Because, I mean, I was reading on NFL.com with the draft breakdown, and they said that, you know, once you give a guy money and more playing time, what does he do with it? And they didn't think that he could handle it. Because some people can't really handle that, you know, that line life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once true. you give that money, bro, they don't know what to do. And then they start 
being stupid and doing stupid things. And so, you know, that was people's biggest fear with him. But the fact is also that that he had a down year. And I read that he had two sacks. I mean, seven sacks in the past two years, not really even getting blocked by the tackle. He was going up against tight ends. And to me, that's a big red flag, especially for an edge rusher. Yeah, and I think, you know, about that money thing, I think, you know, that could kind of almost, you know, somewhat be a little bit, you know, I'm not sure if that's always the best way to evaluate a guy because, I mean, we all, you know, everybody's got a situation. But I think in regards to that, I think he, the Redskins have not proven, or the Redskins, shockingly to me, have proven, not had any guys that have jumped off the screen or jumped off, gone off the wagon and done things that were really inappropriate. We haven't had any big issues like that. So that says to me that the Redskins, in-house, they've got some type of discipline. You but know? they've taken chances on guys that apparently have done that. But when they came to the Redskins, they didn't. And, right. Like Deshaun Jackson, they was like, oh, he's gang-affiliated. The Redskins was like, yo, come on in. Yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. He didn't get in trouble. He yeah. didn't get any flags yeah. exactly. for, like, unnecessary nothing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Deshaun's a big talker. Yeah. And he didn't get flagged not, not I saw one time. I completely agree. So. And, they, and then uh, they, there were some other guys that, that had some uh, character issues. And they, they took chances and it paid off. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think, you know. Maybe if Arden falls down, I like his tape. I like what I've seen in um, 2016. Um, but, like again, I think the edge rushing, I think we could have that already solidified. Um, but we'll see. Um, the next guy we said visited was Ronald Jones. Um, got a chance to look at him before we seen, um, before we um, aired. And I think he's got some – I don't like USC guys, man. I don't know. I'm I'm going to be um, – maybe I'm being a little biased. I like my Southeastern Conference yeah. type of guy. I like yeah. someone who's ran against NFL talent. You Absolutely. Know? Um, Pac-12 didn't even have anybody in the – the college football championship, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, but they got close with Washington State. But Washington, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. you who who would you put them against? LSU, I mean, oh, no, no, yeah, you know yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying. But you know, they were they were out there with with with, uh, with some of some of their teams. Yeah, yeah, they were. But I mean, no, I understand. Just what you're saying, the le- overall level of week to week grind. You know what I'm saying? He he looked like he had some breakaway speed, but what were you telling me about his forty? He ran a, yeah, he ran like a four six, and I yeah. was like, I mean, granted, I know you always tell me all the time that yeah. you know the draft doesn't always say something, but to me, it, they called him a home run hitter. But how are you a home run hitter that's slow? Four, six, that don't make yeah. no sense. Yeah, um, maybe he had a bad combine. That's a possibility. But again, going back to what you were saying, I agree. I want somebody like Juice. Yeah, to yeah. which we were watching his game tape. We'll get to him next. But like he was running people over, and it was like linebackers and stuff. It wasn't no, yeah. you know. One time he ran over a kicker, but that's not the point. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, who who's in the Pac-12? Oregon, Stanford. I mean, you're you're not really playing playing against elite defenses. They're good teams. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I think honestly, the SEC and 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 the Big Ten yeah. are like top 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 yeah, for sure. ACC getting up there. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, but the last guy we, you know, I guess it's actually been like a little contra. I know, you know, there's some other uh, Redskins sources and stuff. It's been like a little bit of controversial because I think at his pro day, I seen that he was uh, talking with Bruce Allen and yeah. Doug Williams, and they went to dinner a couple yep. times now. Yeah. I like him. Um, like I said, my home, you know, he's he, he did he was in the SEC and played well. 
very well and learned behind one of the rookie of the year candidates, uh, Leonard Fournette, yep. right? Um, yep. You know, LSU, great program, solid, solid players come out of there and do great. Um, I, it's just a matter of value, right? And that's when we get into your part, right? Because, I mean, would we want to take our 13th pick and use that on him? I don't know. I, see, to me, so I'm, I'm torn. Because so a little back information, by the way, they were saying that his, his um, 2017 season was kind of injured. So you're not going to really um, base his, yeah. his stuff off of it. Actually, I saw his uh, yards per carry went down like 2.3 right. yards. Right, but look at Leonard Fournette. Right. I'm saying like he came off a broken, you know, leg and came back and then crushed it the next year, you know what I'm saying? So they were saying that if you're going to base it if you're going to look at his 2017 tape, just base your, your stuff off of off of Leonard Fournette right. because they're they're both animals. Mm. And but at the end of the day, to me, I love Darius Geis. I do. I've loved him since day 1. Yeah. But cuz Chris knows I was really big on Saquon Barkley. I was like Every mock draft, I was making trades to get that dude in the first, you know, four picks. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we we don't need him. And that's another topic we were going to discuss kind of later on about the needs in the draft and what's coming up in the draft. But at the end of the day, we don't need a running back. Samaj P. Ryan got carries behind a hurt offensive line. I still performed. And, I mean, granted, he had a little trouble fumbling the ball. But this guy is so strong, he was picking up cars. Right. And he set, he broke Adrian Peterson's record for rushing at Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, they're not playing, going back to, you know, Ronald Jones. They're not really playing nobody. But I think that he can come into himself. Now, if we had, if we had Geis, you know what I'm saying, then um, if we had Geis, it'd be like a one-two punch. And then Chris Thompson will come in at the change of pace back. But to me, now you're just keeping too many running backs. Right. Yeah, and I think sure. that I think that give P Ryan some time and then we'll see how it goes. But I think that we need more on the defensive side or the offensive side for for the uh, off of the line. Or in reality, I would take a wide receiver over a running back right. just so we have that other wide receiver because Jameson Crowder pooped it out last year. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, oh my goodness. And and I, I'm not, and, or you don't know what Josh Dotson's going to do. You have too many uh, question marks right. at receiver that if they do well, that's great. But I would not take my I, – I, I wouldn't go with a uh, with running back. I love him, but I, w- I wouldn't do it. Right. All righty. So um, that was our section about visits, and now we're going to get into some more about the players that we currently have. So some other news that we, we, we came across with. Uh, Jonathan Allen actually just switched his number from 95 to 93, which was his old Alabama number. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But to me, I mean, it looks pretty sweet on him. They had like a little uh, custom jersey. Someone made it, and it looked pretty sweet on him. I liked it. I, I liked mean, it. The biggest thing about, you know, you, you could go the Deion Sanders route. You know, you look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, eat good. That's what, what I'm talking saying? about. So I get it. If that what makes him excited. I'm you know, with it. Unfortunately, he was hurt, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe he feels like that number is cursed or something. Yeah, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, saying you had your best years in Alabama with that number, so, you know. No, I'm saying what? an old number. Oh, right, right, right. But we also got uh, some, some dates coming up, off-season dates. We got rookie minicamp coming up May 11 through 13. OTA phase one, May 22 through 24. <clears throat> OTA phase two, May 23, 29 through 31. May, I'm sorry, OTA 3, 
June 4th to 7. And then we got Veteran Minicamp June 2012 through 14. And then we got the draft actually coming up way before that. It's the 24th of April, I believe, through the 29th or something like this, something like that. 26th because it's three days. Right. So, man, we're really excited. That's what this whole segment is going to be about, um, pretty much the draft and and what we're coming up. And then Chris is going to go over each week what we're going to do with do a player spotlight and we're going to pick out a player on the Redskins that we're going to break down and say yay or nay, you know, what are we doing with him, stuff like that. So, you know, go ahead, Chris. All right, <clears throat> so this week on the player spotlight, we're going to start. Um, we were already talking about edge rushers. That was the big topic we talked about uh, before. We're going to talk about a little bit about Ryan Anderson. I'm going to give my opinion on him, um, what I saw on it with tape with him, um, mostly college tape because he didn't get a lot of playing time right. last year. And then Steve will give his opinion about him, and then we'll move from there. Um, I feel like his role in the team this year, he's got a chance to compete for that third rusher that comes in. Um, I think they're pretty much set on Ryan Carrick, and we can agree on that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, Preston Smith, he's he. it's his second job to lose, right? Yep. yep. Although they did bring in McPhee. No, McPhee would, would took over Trent Murphy slash Junior Galetro to back up. Okay. Because he's coming off an injury with, with Chicago. Right. So, so. so, what was his... So... But Ryan Anderson, I feel like has is probably going to end up competing with McPhee for that third because if you got three downs, if you got guys that come in that play every down, so you got Preston Smith play every down, Ryan, Ryan Anderson, Ryan Kerrigan play right. every down, right? So then you're going to have a third guy who might come in on a third down who's tired, right? right? And so right now, who's that going to be? Mc, well, see, well, cause McPhee almost probably can compete for the start. Yeah, 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 and I think that's I think that's what that might what that what happened because I know this is just Madden. I got it, but on Madden they have him starting. Who McPhee? Yeah, and so it, it all depends because Preston Smith has been so wishy washy. You've seen great, great, great film place, on him, yeah. and then you see this stuff where you're just like, "What happened? What right. are you doing?" Yeah. And so I think, see, I, I see, I think in a different approach though because I believe that me personally, you need a backup for every position. Mm-hmm. And that one person can't really back up both players. What if one? What if you're in and you're supposed to back Ryan Kerrigan up, but then Preston Smith gets tired? You don't. You don't want to put back Ryan Kerrigan. You know what I'm saying? Right. And to me, you have a different scheme where you have four players consistently rotating in, so you don't know what look we're gonna have. Right. Because every player shows something different. Right. So I mean, to me, I think that Ryan Anderson actually is gonna be taking over that role. Therefore, we we probably wouldn't get an edge player. You know, well, and that's just my opinion. If, if that's what they're going to do. Actually, going into that, I mean, I think if he was smart, he would try to learn every linebacker position out there because he can put himself in a position to get on the field. I don't know how likely it is that you can be learning the inside linebacker position and learning the outside linebacker position in regards to body type and um, the, the type of frame you're supposed to have right. for that. But maybe he can work his way and maybe trying to just move inside and be the third linebacker because Will Compton's not there anymore, nope. right? And they didn't brought anybody else nope. who's posted. I mean, Martrell, I know they like Martrell Spade. They like Martrell Spade, and they also have Josh Harvey Clemens. I mean, well, we drafted him low, right? Yeah, it was like he six almost, I almost feel like he's almost like a strong safety. He was. 
Okay. But we brought him in. We kind of saw Cravens him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what we, we did. We don't speak of that name. Anymore. No, no, we don't. Okay. F D B. So um but no no, but I, I think that they should move him inside because the tape that I personally saw on him, he didn't look good. He looked lost. He I mean I'm just me. You well, know, are we I'm talking not, about college or No no no, I'm talking about pro. When he actually did come in. Now granted the the reason why Junior Gallet was so mad about snaps is because he broke it down to Chick and JP Finley and he was like, Bro, Sometimes you can come right off the gate hot, mm-hmm. get a couple sacks, get a couple tackles, whatever. He said, but sometimes you need, like, a couple of plays to get rolling. Oh, man, he said, now, what he didn't like about last season is they would give him two or three plays, and then they take him out. He's like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm just getting warmed up. Right. How do you expect me to perform, and, and this is my contract year, if you're not putting me into play? Right. So, I mean, I get that with Ryan Anderson, but I think when I saw him, and I've been doing research and listening to other people saying, he didn't look. As a second round pick, I should say that. Okay. So it's not that I don't like him; it's just the fact that he's a second round pick. Okay. Y- you have a lot of high hopes for a second round pick, right? So I'm not going to waste a second round pick for you to do nothing. You know, the tell all would be his <clears throat> his tangibles in regards to his height and weight, right? Um, I'm trying to see that real quick here, but it's not looking like I can pull it up quick enough. But I might have to agree with you on that one. I think his his role might have to be if he wants to play and if he wants to make a quicker impact, his role very much may be to just move inside. Or we could for real just honestly kind of be that athletic player that we don't know what they're about to do with him. And I feel like sometimes you need that in the defense. That's why Wade Phillips is so successful because they he's in a different scheme and a different setup almost every play, bro. Right. And they don't know when they're going to blitz. They don't know when they're going to drop back. And that's what's so good about Wade. Right. And so I think that Greg Minuski is actually getting a lot of praise from Parnell McPhee saying that literally him and Doug Williams talked him into coming here. And Greg right. Minuski started out a good year, and then people said that he was too old school, hit him in the mouth to be a, a defensive coordinator in today's NFL. Right. Which I, I like him a lot. I do. I do. I like, and I like Jim Talasula too. Last year doesn't – I mean, because they say defensively, we didn't have a great year last year. I mean, we were hurt. Yeah. We were hurt. Saying. I agree. So. Yeah. So, I mean so. – and then it's his first year. you you got to give somebody a break. I mean, let's just be honest, bro. You have new players. You have new schemes. You have a whole new playbook. Right. I mean, you can't expect someone to come in and do great year one. Yeah. So, but I mean, going back to that, I think that – Ryan Anderson could actually be the inside-outside type of guy, rusher, non-rusher. You know, we'll see what he can do. But Alabama, if you look at his tape, he was a hitter. Yeah, he was. And he did not do well in coverage. Hmm. He he solely hit people, and he hit people hard. I'm not sure if we ask our outside linebackers to do anything other than the flats, though. Actually, if you play Madden, going back to Madden, and you run at least, I know, at least a cover two that outside linebacker sometimes comes up. Up to... The middle linebacker. They're like right, they're right side right, by side. Right, right. Which would, And so he's playing the middle. He's which playing. would be the... What is that? The cover... What is that? Right? The cover two zone. Curl of... Hook to flat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Curl to flat. So, okay. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not that much of a difference. Okay. But, I mean, yeah. But you, you, sometimes you need to do that. And then sometimes with man, they have him playing man. Right. And that's on the tight. But yeah. But it's not likely that. Right, right, right. I mean, it just depends on what type of defense running, but we won't get into that. But yeah, so. Okay. Well, so I think our, our conclusion is that 
Ryan, you need to think about hanging out with uh, Zach and Mason. Straight up. I think you could be another Mason. Yeah. You know, because Mason's coming off of an injury, too. Yeah. Which I hate people coming off injuries, but, you know. So, yeah, Zach. I, yeah, but Zach is Zach. He's yeah. an exception. He's a damn one. Straight up. So, all right. Our next topic will be we'll talk draft stuff, and that'll probably be. So the next discussion we got is the draft. We're going to start off with some needs. Then we're going to go through um, our first and second round options. And then we're going to go through kind of like a mock draft um, type of deal, whatever. Um, I think the first thing that we can both at least agree on is that it has to be on the offense or defensive line. For sure. That's our top needs. I think, me personally, that cornerback is next. Um, but I think he might, uh, Chris might think differently with wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I know first round, we've got to go with somebody who's going to make an immediate impact. That's the whole point of the draft. Right. Um, and I believe that we can agree that if it should be O-line or D-line, like I said, my logic is if we go O-line and we get it and we draft somebody, we cannot have Chase Rouye also starting at center. I feel like that's too many news holes. You know, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but at the same time, you could go Billy Price, which he plays center and guard and had that versatile lineman who could essentially, you could get a veteran, but back him up. Because uh, Billy Price is coming off an injury. He tore his peck at the combine. Um, so, just another thought. I think that we should really invest because right now, who are we looking at in the free agency for a veteran, bro? We're looking at re-signing Sean Laval. Are we really? I, I, no, we're not. But I'm saying oh, there's nobody else out there. Right, right. right. I, I don't. I don't even know who else to even pick up. To be honest with you, right. I don't know who's out there. I'd have to look into that. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that we we, we we've kind of talked about it, and taking D line. I, I always go back to Brian Mitchell because I watch NBC Washington sports all the time, and Brian Mitchell said you can't win games without a D line. He right. said, "You remember, you remember back in the '80s, when in, in the '90s, whatever you know, when the Redskins were winning the Super Bowl, that D line was fierce. Right. That's why. That's exactly why. Right. I agree. You don't need to get these flashy skill players. You need that rough and tough trenchmen. Right. To go down in the trenches, offense and defense. And I think Alex. Actually, you know what? What we discussed before was that I was going offensive line, he was going defensive line. But I mean, we agreed that we both need both. But now that I think about it, Alex can get out the pocket, so that left guard necessarily doesn't need to be great for right now. But I think that we need to pick up somebody to be great. Mm. You know, does that make sense? I will let the draft talk. If Brandon Quinton, we need to figure out his name. Brandon Quinton from Notre Dame. Falls to us because everybody's drafting quarterbacks and right. running backs and DNs or something like that. No brainer. But if it becomes what they think it is, we got to take what's best available at the position that we need the most, which we are agreeing is on the line. Right. It might be offense or defense. So um, if for whatever reason Quentin falls, let's do it. Let's commit to him. Now. I would be fine with having him at left guard. Absolutely. For us, right? But. If not, then let's let's. No, I think we should stick with the either Vita Vea, uh, Deron Payne um, move. Because yeah, because I think the only person that I would take at the skill position in number thirteen would be Minka Fitzpatrick. To be honest with you. Yeah, 
Um, um, I, I wouldn't take anybody else. Right. I, I don't think, to me, to be honest, Derwin James is as good as people think That's he is. And, 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 and they don't and, – and he doesn't have a position. At Florida State, he literally played linebacker slash safety slash wherever they needed him to blitz and wherever they needed him to make What about play. Denzel Ward's on the board? I take him. Really? I take him. He He's actually the best cornerback in the draft. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. If you watch his game tape, fin- makes plays. That's what my number one priority is for a cornerback. Yeah. Making plays. Right. Sometimes you can get burnt. It happens. Josh Norman gets burnt, but guess what? Josh makes plays. Yeah, yeah. Peanut so, punch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, peanut punch, no doubt. But, I mean, I just want someone to make plays. Right. When you're a corner, bro, it, it's it's not easy. I honestly believe it's it's top three, maybe even the, the hardest position on the NFL, on, yeah, on the yeah, field. Yeah. The, the consensus is quarterbacks one and cornerbacks two. Yeah, sure, so. yeah, and I played cornerback before, and it – it's it's not easy. It's not at all. You know. So um, I think at the end of the day, um, I believe that we should look at that. It's not a necessity. We should look at corner as well because I don't believe that our depth is is like that. We have Joshua Holsey. We took in the sixth round, which apparently is 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 good. He, the only reason why he dropped to the sixth round was because he was hurt. Um, we have Quentin Dunbar, uh, Fabian Moreau, and I think that that's it. And Orlando Scandrick. Right. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we need a corner. Um, mm. we, we don't need a top, but I, I believe that we, should, we, should, we should discuss it. <clears throat> yeah, so we're, we're pretty much in a position where we can take the best player available, but at the same time, if the best, we don't feel that we need the best player that's available, we just gain our need. Yeah, so I think that's what we're well. There, I think that I'm not. I'm not really opposed to trading down either. If it's only like two or three picks, five picks at most. I mean, to, yeah, to get a third round pick again, to get another second round, you know, something that we might need to to for the future. Because I know in one of my mock drafts, I have a lot of players, and I know you looked at it and you're like, we don't need all those players. But I was planning for the future. I got a cornerback to to, to when when Josh leaves or he retires. We got him behind him. I got an inside linebacker. Mason and Zach are both getting older just to, just to groom him. I got an edge rusher to groom behind Ryan Kerrigan. Right. You know, I, I like to groom. I'm all about in the future. If you ask Chris everything in Madden that I do, I do a whole bunch of trades, and I make sure that my team is as young and good as possible because youth is everything. Right. You need those veteran players. I got it. I mean, I know Madden, you really don't need no veteran preference. You know, a presence, I mean. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm all about being young. Um, I believe, you know, we were talking about the first and second round. And I believe that, I think we both agree Vita Vea might be that choice. Yeah, I, I think Vita Vea, if we're able to, although it's hard to deny the camaraderie of having Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, who obviously played together. Won na- did they win the national championship last year? No, no, Clemson was on our. Yeah, Clemson, oh yeah, yeah, Clemson yeah. won. But, um, but on top of that, you know, Deron Payne caught that touchdown. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, maybe we'll have a closer answer to draft day. But it sounds like if the draft goes as is, we either got to go via Vea or Deron Payne. Absolutely. So I I can agree on that. Got to. Um, 
And then we were also talking about, um, we forgot to talk about, you know, the necessity for, the necessity for a running back. Um, I don't see a need. I see a want. Right. I want juice. Right. I want, I was letting Chris uh, watch some tape on, I'm a big Rashad Penny fan. Um... Uh, but then you got the case that me and Chris were talking. He's a big SEC player, and they were playing men, and everyone else is playing boys. Right. Um, and Rashad Penny's in the Pac-12, which they have little to none right. competition. So, um, but I think that the reason why I liked Rashad Penny so much is because he was versatile. He could run really fast. He can make tackles. He can break tackles. He can catch the ball. And he's a kick return and punt return. Now, granted, if he's our starting running back, he's not dare going back there. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I like how versatile he is. Right. To me, in my, I like versatile guys. I mean, said, granted, you need some guys that need to be that base, like Vita Vea. You know, we discussed that in our four, in in our three four defense, you need that anchor. Right. You need a person that plays nose tackle. You can't have somebody that plays left end play nose tackle. It's a whole different technique, mm-hmm. uh, 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 position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, I'm all about versatility in the skill positions. I want a wide receiver that can play outside and inside. I want a corner that can play outside and inside. I want a running back that can do more than just run. Right, right. I so, agree. I agree. So, I like linemen to be versatile, in my opinion. Because if one goes down, sometimes you got to slide. Right. Yeah, offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think a second-round need – not too sold at receive. I mean, I think the best situation for second round. I mean, we agree in first round should be defensive line. Right. Second round, I'm thinking more. I think our receiver situation is okay. It's above average, but having the fact that so many quarterbacks and D linemen and secondary players are coming off the board, that means the best receiver that you may have in the draft might not go until later when they should go earlier. No, yeah, they had James they had James Washington from Ohio State high on the boards and then now he's dropping the mid to late second round, maybe even third. Oh, because they're talking about Lamar Jackson getting top twenty picks and all yep. this and that and the third. So when quarterbacks move up, that means other real players, players move down. down. Yep. So I believe that receiver this would be a year to try to get a second-year receiver to sit behind or not really sit behind anybody, but kind of just take some time to grow into his own. Yeah. He won't have to come out and be the number one player. I agree. Like we're going to ask our first-round um, draft pick to be. But he'll get to come out and, you know, get maybe in a four-wide set, he'll get to come out and um, get one of the slot positions or, you know, get a little bit of burn on the outside if, um, you know, uh, Paul Richardson runs a deep route, and somebody needs to come in for him. There'll be a spot for that. Absolutely. I feel like it'll be somebody to be able to just take their time to get to learn that receiver position. And if you take the time to grow that with Alex Smith, you know we could mm. really. That could really. So be. going off of that, what type of receiver would you want? Ma'am, we've got a slot. Yep. In Jameson that we don't like. Because last year he pretty much yeah you got to show games. me you got to show me something yeah, this year you bro. owe us you owe us three games um but that's neither here you owe us you owe us Super Bowl yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um but um we, we apparently have a deep threat I mean we got two deep threats I miss Pierre 
I, I, I've always loved, uh, Pierre was my favorite Redskin um, at a point in time, especially my favorite receiver. He was a good possession receiver. He'll run a curl for you. He'll run the in for you, run the out, run the comeback, and be that possession receiver, hard-nosed, yeah. hard-fought guy. And there's not a bunch of receivers that are, are not going to try to run. Like, I don't know, remember, you remember last year, he ran – he ran dude over last year. Like oh yeah, yeah, I remember ran that. And one of our dudes over made him run. Monte Nicholson. Yeah, ran him over. And then DJ Stranger got in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. I remember that. It was bad. Yeah. So, um, I think I like Sutton at a southern uh, oh, Southern Methodist. Methodist. Yeah, I like him. Okay. Um, um I was there. I'm trying to look it up right now. There is a receiver that actually compared to Pierre Garcon in the draft. Really? Yeah. Um. So let me um let me look real quick. Um. While I'm while I'm looking. Um. Actually, you know what? I won't even look. But there was one of them that I think there was a couple that were falling to the second round. There was Saint Brown from Notre Dame. There was Sutton. He might fall to the third round. There was James Washington from um, Ohio State, um, Oklahoma State. There was DJ Clark from LSU, who is a great receiver. And DJ Moore from Maryland, too. DJ, right? DJ Moore from Maryland. They're saying he might go first round to the Vikings. Really? Possibility. Over there with his boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, there's, there, this is a, another a, a, a deep receiver draft. Right. So. There is. There's a deep cornerback draft, too. There's some corners coming out that are really nice. All right. um, I've been doing a lot of research. You can ask Chris. A lot of research on these guys. Every mock draft that I do, every pick that I do, I'm going on draft.com and looking up comparison, looking up tape, looking up. Not so much tape because, you know, Chris, it's, it's easier for him to break that down. But, you know, on the perspective of what are we getting? All right. Um, some of these guys are coming off off years, so the bigger question is, who are we getting? Arden Key was that bigger. That's what I was trying to tell you earlier. Arden Key was one of those people. 2017, he had an off year. Who are we getting? 2016, Arden Key? Or are we getting 2017, Arden Key? Right. So now you're taking a chance on somebody that coming off an injury, unless you're, you know, uh, uh, unless you're uh, uh, Geis or unless you're Leonard Fournette, you're not worried about injury. Right, but you have people that you gotta kind of, you know, tread water. Right. Um, so. I, I yeah, yeah. Um, so there are some prospects that I thought to keep an eye on, um, that were later in the draft. Um, this Tim Settle, I'm I'm sold. Sold on him. Look up, look him up, Tim Settle, Virginia Tech. Rashad Penny, San Diego State, again. J.C. Jackson from Maryland, cornerback. Um, he's good. I like him. He's a, a bump-and-run type of corner. Okay. And, and, and I like that in the slot. Do you have any clue when they were talking about he was going off? Third, fourth round. Okay. Um, Anthony uh, Everett from Alabama, cornerback, Alabama players. I'm like Chris. I like, I like those, 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 those guys. Um... He's fast. He's not the best person to cover, but he's just quick and he makes plays. And then Nathan Shepard from Fort Hayes State. Granted, small school. You're not playing anybody. But this guy, they said, has a lot of upside. And if someone were to draft him, it would be to sit behind somebody. And this guy's upside is phenomenal. 
um, coming off a small school. I mean, Pierre Garçon came from uh, Mammoth. Right. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, you got you got players like that that just come out and they ball out. Pierre Garçon went to a D three school. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but there's some more people to look at. Will Hernandez, um, Billy Price, Yair Alexander, um, Christian Kirk is somebody. Hopefully, he will fall. DJ Moore is another one. Justin Reed, Eric Reed's brother from Good Stanford. Brother. From from Stanford. Good, hard hitting safety. But it's a free safety that hits. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we could just get Eric Reed. I mean, he's a That's a fact, agent. but you know, you know, with the whole kneeling situation, yeah. you know, that they're it, it, it's a big red flag. Yeah. But he already told that every NFL owner that yeah, he, he would stop. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that we're not gonna go into that. This is sports. <laughs> um Nick Chubb, I'm not sold on. Sonny Michelle, I'm sold on. Um, just some names throughout there. Isaiah Oliver, I'm completely sold on. Um, cornerback out of uh, Colorado is very, very good, very good. Um, have you done? You know, you like it? You like any specific guys out of the second round? Uh, you like Yair Alexander, but he might not. He, he might, might not, not fall. Um, I know. I've, it's hard to deny Nick Chubb. I know last year he would have came out. He would have been top five. Oh, that's a fact. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Now that he, you know, I just find that to be really weird that that happens that way, that you can come out later and fall instead of doing the right thing and going to school. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I really like Jair Alexander. Um, I really did. I like the way he was a ball hawk. Um, there's any way that that can happen. I know in my mock draft, I traded down for him. Yeah. Uh, because I wasn't totally sold on the D-line situation. But now if I had to... Do it again. I would just definitely go D line and stay where I'm at. Um, so, but no, everybody else. Um. So, so we're looking at um, mock draft. Um, but I'm just gonna go at the, with the picks. So right now we have the, in the first round we have the number thirteen. Second round we have the twelfth. Fourth round we have a ninth. Remember we traded away the third round for Kendall Fuller. I mean for Alex Smith and Kendall Fuller. Fifth round we have the fifth and the twenty sixth. The sixth round we have the thirty first. And we have two seventh round picks with the thirteen and twenty three, um, and then my mock draft, I can, um, I did a lot of trades. Uh, they didn't break down any of the trades after it, um, but I got pick twenty five from Tennessee and I got Isaiah Win. I was really sold on him. Uh, I I got Dallas' second round pick with Justin Reed. Um, I'm sold on Monte Nicholson, but his Injury prone, he got hurt too much last year, so I thought that having two wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. Um, and then I got Detroit's 19, so I got a second round 18 and 19. I got Isaiah Oliver, and then the 28th from Pittsburgh, I got Deion Kane from Clemson, who I like a lot too. He's really, really fast. And then I got Dallas's third round 17th pick, Jewel Josie, inside linebacker from Iowa. You know, we gotta, we gotta groom these people. Third round, 18th pick from Detroit, Tim Settle. Fourth round, third pick from Houston. I got Cole Mason. He's a center, but he plays offensive tackle for Michigan. Hmm. So he played offensive tackle his first two years, and his last two years, he played center. That's some serious versatility. Right. And I liked it. And I actually got an A for it. Then going the fourth round, I got the seventh pick from the Jets. I got Chad Thomas, this DN out of Miami. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal. I like him a lot. Um, I was watching some stuff on him. Then the fourth 
round, I got the ni- our ninth pick, or I got Royce Freeman because uh, Indianapolis took Rashad Penny like two picks before. I was pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Royce Freeman, he's a he's a big body. He's a bowling ball. Um, having him and Samaje would actually be pretty nice. It'd be like a one-two punch, kind of like um, the, the the Panthers used to have. Right, with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo. Right, right. Um, then I got um, – so the, the Redskins, actually, I was doing some research about this next pick. I got the fifth pick, R.J. McIntosh, D-tackle out of Miami. They had meetings with him, and they're sold on him. They were saying that this guy could actually turn around our defensive line. Really? Yeah. I haven't watched, watched much tape on him, but if I were you, tape guy, head coach, look up R.J. McIntosh from Miami, the U. He's nice. Um, then I got outside linebacker, uh, DM from Mississippi, Marquise Haynes. Then I got a fullback. We haven't had a fullback since um, Darrell, Young. Darrell Young. When did we get rid of him? Like three, four years ago. Yeah. How are you supposed to run the ball? You're right. We have tight ends playing it, though. True, true. So I got Bald- Nick in from San Diego State. They... They like that pick. Then I got a tight end, Tyler Conkton from Central Michigan. And then I got Kiki Cootie from Texas Tech. Look out for him, too. I watched some stuff. Fast receiver. He's in the seventh round. He's not really a receiver. I would get him for kick return because Jamison Crowder can't hold on to a ball to save his life. So those are my picks. Um, Did you have any picks in mind that you had? No, um... Unfortunately, not. Nah. I think all I got is um, I know first round, I was just super sold on Jair Alexander. So when they offered me to trade for him, um, I took the trade, traded back to get us some more second rounders. I think if we could, <coughs> excuse me, if we could work out getting more mid level, upper mid level picks, one of them is bound to. Be good. Absolutely. Know? That's you know why I saying? did that. So I had like four second rounds and three or four third yeah. rounds. So one of them I like those mid level picks. Out. If we only have one, a first and second round, and then we only have we don't have any third, and we go fourth, then we put ourselves in a situation where, you know, our best rookie production could be in the seventh round, or yeah, the sixth round. Yep. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no, and then uh, there's some news coming out from John Kime, um, Nick Chubb. The skins like him. The Skins really like Nick Chubb. I, I don't really know why. Um, they didn't really say why. Um, but they, they like him. They like uh, Ronald Jones a lot from USC as well. Um, oh, by the way, I, we forgot to say. I forgot to say this. DJ Swearinger and uh, um, Anderson and Allen are all pushing for Deron Payne to be drafted. Alabama boys, yeah. and then DJ Stranger is a SEC South Carolina boy. Yeah. You know, um, they're saying that Minka Fitzpatrick might fall. I'm just going through all my notes. Um, I think that. Oh, so this is what I was I was doing. I was doing. They were saying that the breakout players for this year, and Paul Richardson was one of them. Really, Paul Richardson was one of them. I can send you the link uh, about this. He was one of them. And he, they said he was going to break out this year. Absolutely. That's great news. And that they also believe that Notre Dame tackle Mike McGlitchy will be a top 10 pick. If that's true, it would be a huge help for the Redskins getting one of the top defensive prospects pushed down to number 13. Right. 
So, like Chris was saying, let let them talk. Right. Let let the draft talk. And then we'll, you know, I can't wait till we get to see it, you know. Um, it will, we'll and that see. rugby player I was talking to you about, apparently yeah. they had a phone conversation and a phone video chat with a rugby player. Apparently he plays tackle. They didn't specify whether it was defense or offensive. But I wouldn't use a draft pick on him, but I'd be willing to bring him into camp. Right, right. Yeah, that's, all, yeah. that's all, you know, you get 90, you know. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, any other any other things you want to kind of discuss? We kind of discussed on Lendon Skandrick a little bit. I believe that he would. He's gonna um, stop getting Dallas players. By the way, jeez. <laughs> right. Seriously, never works. Never it never works. does. <laughs> it, it never has. And never will. They're cursed once they go over there. <laughs> but we keep feeding Dallas money. Right. <laughs> seriously. But uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him. But I mean, I, we'll see what he can do. We'll see. I'm uh, trying to think of other players we picked up. We. I mean, I think we we spend light to get good players. Right. Um, the only person I'm rooting for right now is Jonathan Hankins. I'm not going to lie to you. I like that dude a lot. Well, that's the case. I, I wouldn't give him his asking price. Right. Um, and I believe his asking price is about that's 10. 8 mil, yeah. So I was like 8 or 10 mil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he got 10 with, with, with uh, Indianapolis. Mm. And they cut him. Mm. So he's visiting. Who is he visiting right now? The Jets. Jets, I saw that. And, but they're saying we're still in the running. Really? They say they're saying we're still up there. Okay. We're still in contact with him. Okay. So, I'm pushing for that. If we get that, bro, that first round pick is wide open. Yeah. It's true. wide open because that is he is a D tackle. Right. He plays that tackle position. So, um, again, if we get him, why not trade down? Right. Get some more picks. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely. But understand, people, that when I say get picks, I'm not trying to rebuild a team. I'm trying to stretch out for the future. The Redskins had a great team last year. You can ask Alex Smith. You can ask Derek Carr. What did we do to them? I'm just saying. Before everyone got hurt, we were, we were people were talking about playoffs for the Redskins for the first time in 3,500 years. <laughs> um, so you know what I'm saying? We had a good team. We did. We have a good core. I think we have a good coaching staff. But I do believe that Jay is on the hot seat. I believe he does, if he doesn't make playoffs, he's gone. I believe it. Hmm. But there's also speculation that Daniel Snyder believes that Bruce that, is, that on, Bruce the is on the hot seat. Depending I think on he, he should be in the hot seat before Jay. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Opinion, I agree. I like Jay to a certain extent. You know, I like consistency. I want. I don't want us to have to start over. You know, all yeah. yeah. seem to have worked for the Eagles two years and won a Super Bowl, but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, but. But the Eagles also, man, they, they just planned everything so right. They, they plan everything so right. They have a roster, dude. They and they just keep getting more and more and more, more and more and more yeah. people. Yeah. They, they're literally turning into Golden State. Right. A football. A football, right. So, you know, but um, I think that wraps everything up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Again, I'm Steven Johnson. And I'm Chris Washington. And uh, hope to see you guys next week.